Hey, Patriots. I hope you're having a great day. I uh, just want to tell you how much I appreciate each one of you. I love, um, you know, that your comments are just so awesome and I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy uh, the videos and I, I really just appreciate the response uh, of everyone and our great Freedom Force Battalion. Uh, I really know in my heart, I think you do too, the Lord is really proud of us and, and um, he's just keeping us going in the middle of this. So um, today uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that have just recently come out in the news. Um, just We're just gonna keep on keeping on. There's no stopping us, no matter what they throw at us. And um, and I also have a favorite, someone had asked me a favor, one of the comments, they asked me, um, they just wanna be, make sure that they are ready for the Lord's revealing for the Lord's return. And so uh, I'll be doing that at the very end. And so I think it's great. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, um, anyway, so we're gonna, let's just take a minute to make sure that we're ready. Um, all right, and our family's ready. So uh, today I just saw another, I just keep seeing butterflies, you guys. I just think, you know how the birds can tell when things are, they're very sensitive. I just think I've just every day, I keep seeing butterflies. So I wanted to make this cute video of these butterflies. So I, I ran outside and I was chasing this butterfly down because it's just, it's just so lifting. It's so flutterby. I think it used to be, should be called flutterby. But anyway, they're just so precious and beautiful and such a, such a picture of new birth. And so I think the butterflies know that something is going on. And even though the enemy is trying to fight and try to keep this oppression on us, they can't do it. And so it's lifting whether they like it or not. So I just thought that would be a fun thing for you guys. Hey, Patriots, I hope you're having a great day. I uh, just want to tell you how much I appreciate each one of you. I love... Um, you know, that your comments are just so awesome and I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy uh, the videos and I, I really just appreciate the response uh, of everyone and our great Freedom Force Battalion. Uh, I really know in my heart, I think you do too, the Lord is really proud of us and, and um, he's just keeping us going in the middle of this. So um, today uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that have just recently come out in the news. Um, just, we're just going to keep on keeping on. There's no stopping us, no matter what they throw at us. And, um, and I'm also have a favorite, someone had asked me a favor, one of the comments they asked me, um, they just want to make sure that they are ready for the Lord's revealing for the Lord's return. And so, uh, I'll be doing that at the very end. And so I think it's great. I think you'll really enjoy it. And, uh, um, anyway, so we're going to, let's just take a minute to make sure that we're ready. Um, all right. And our family's ready. So, uh, today I just saw another, I just keep seeing butterflies. You guys, I just think, you know how the birds can tell when things are, they're very sensitive. I just think I've just, every day I keep seeing butterflies. So I wanted to make this cute video of these butterflies. So I, I ran outside and I was chasing this butterfly down because it's just, it's just so lifting. It's so flutterby. I think it used to be, should be called flutterby. But anyway, they're just so precious and beautiful and such a, such a picture of new birth. 
And so I think the butterflies know that something is going on. And even though the enemy is trying to fight and try to keep this oppression on us, they can't do it. And so it's lifting whether they like it or not. So I just thought that would be a fun thing for you guys to see. Um, and that's my backyard. And, uh, well, it's been hot. I cannot, y'all say, everyone like, why does she always have her hair? I can't, I cannot put my hair down. It's just so, so hot around here. I just love our president. I appreciate him so much. You know, what other billionaire would go through all that he goes through and leave it all and fight for us? on a daily basis, moment by moment basis. I mean, he does not stop fighting. He is absolutely something else. Really something. Thankful. So thankful. It's hard to even believe that this is really happening. It's just amazing. So I don't want you to be worried. This is our tiger, our toothless tiger. These people who've been doing such evil to us, he's removed their teeth. They can't do things to us anymore, y'all. I mean, now that, especially since Snow White, the uh, the CIA system, all that, they can't, they're flying blind. They may be able to do some things, but not, not like they could before. So I don't want you to be scared. I hear, you know, some of the comments are worried about, you know, again, so many of the sites are like that. Just don't participate in that. It's not, it's not going to happen. And, you know, our president put out this um, national proclamation for emergency preparation. Um, I think part of that is just really emotionally preparing us for what's going to happen. Um, I don't know that they have that much ability. I, I don't think they have the ability for, for doing nuclear things. That was, that was a reset, uh, resolve with North Korea. Uh, and yes, they tried to do something with, with Hawaii, but that was stopped. And I don't think they have the ability to do that anymore from everything Q has told us. So he's been removing teeth every day, one more tooth. And they're just now a toothless tiger. And I remember how at the very beginning where Q was talking about, and if you're new to the Q movement, you maybe haven't gone, taken a chance to, the time to go back and read some of the old, old Q posts. And, you know, I was able to, I'm so thankful I got involved at the very, very beginning. One of the first things he said was, how do you, how do you uh, take down a, a, a wild animal? Not, that's not exactly how I said it, but you know, you know, you've got to be very, very careful and <laughs> remove their claws too. And, you know, so they've, he's already done a lot of that. And I don't think that, especially, you know, they don't really have the ability to communicate. As he said the other day, they must have a hard time communicating. He's so it's funny <laughs> what Q is. Um, so yeah, with this emergency alert system, it says it'll be um, September 27th. So that, and, and, KDG on, on Citizen Investigative Report said it was going to be on both the TV and on our wireless device. But here it says wireless emergency alerts will not be part of the test. So I really don't know what she was reading. But either way, so be prepared for six, uh, September 27th. Um, and I think that's so cool because that's right at a year after our sign in the heavens that, you know, that the Lord gave to us from Revelation chapter 12. Um, I'm buying water and making sure I have batteries and, you know, just making sure that we all know, you know, we're how to find each other. And, you know, cause we don't know, you know, exactly what to expect. We are in hurricane district. And so we're used to being prepared for type, some type of, you know, hurricane. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I'm thinking of it, but 
more than anything, just being prepared emotionally for what's going to happen. Um, if this whole thing, I was going to show you what happened. You may not have seen it about Kasich. You know, we hear from Q about McCain was not going to be able to get away with what he got, you know, he had done being a traitor to our country. And so, of course, they didn't have it up in the news that he was prosecuted. But we know from the Q post that that's what's been going on and that he was not going to be able to get away with all that he had done. And so, you know, it's it's all very um, mysterious and obviously not on the mainstream news. And even Q is not coming out with exactly what happened. Um, but this was wild. If you didn't see it, you've got to check it out. It's on various channels, but I'd like that uh, Black Conservative Patriot put, he, he just, um, uh, just pulled out this one section where John Kasich was just having a conversation with Chris Cuomo on CNN, and he said something amazing that I don't think he even really, he didn't even act like he realized he said it, but you know how you do when, when you're just in a conversation and just just what's in your in your heart comes out listen to this hours since john mccain was put to death and it's like 24 hours since john mccain was put to death and isn't that wild did you catch that he says it's just been like 24 hours since john mccain was put to death like you know i want you to think of that this toothless tiger they know what's been going on behind the scenes we don't really know all of the details, but they know that what happened with John, but they're not telling the, the, the public in mass. I wonder how many of these have been uh, prosecuted, that they've just disappeared and they've been prosecuted, that you know we don't have the information out there, but they know the people in the deep state, and Kasich is one of them, he's one of the ones in the deep state, he knows, all these you know people know so that was shocking that he came out with that and the amazing on live tv once the words leave your mouth and that they didn't stop it you can't unspeak those words and now it's all over you know there's a it's a serious consequence for being a traitor very serious and they that's why they're fighting so hard very serious so now I when I first woke up just before the election and I realized that the Clintons and the Bushes were best friends and that I've been lied to for all these years and that Fox News had not told me what was really really going on I was looking 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 for for where I could get some information and truth and um, for a good while I did um, listen to Alex Jones and I would say that I was I learned a lot of information from him um, and, and, and big big picture things and a, a lot of that I have um, you know the big picture things I've put on to freedom and uh, storm and I have put on to freedomforcenews.com so that you can have a, 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 a catalog basically of all a catalog of evil, a catalog of all the things that they've done to us. Um, and so that you understand that, the, you know, basically the whole thing in a nutshell. Um, so you're not pretty much taken off guard. That's really one of the things I think that we need, the biggest thing we, we can prepare for is just to know what it is so that when the truth comes out, we're not completely taken off guard. Um, especially like that one video that I did, if you like, like two videos ago where it was um, throttled um, about, you know, some of these people who were not 
beaten in World War II and how they've come um, and infiltrated our country. Um, and they still are running, have been running the show until the Trump train. So, you know, as Q has brought this out, well, let I me mean, back up. So when I, and you may have a similar situation that, you know, you would listen to him and then all of a sudden he would say something or do something or just be so much drama and so much, you know, hollering that I'm like, okay, especially once Q uh, was in the, on the scene, I'm like, okay. And he's not, and, and Alex Jones was not pro Q. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to listen to that because I am really getting the information that I need from Q. Um, so, and that I could verify. And uh, because I, by that time had learned enough to, to be able to discern truth from error and piece it together. And yes, are there still some times that I'm like that it's, it's too confusing. And even Q puts out some things sometimes and we just don't have enough information to put all the puzzle pieces together. Um, and for example, like when I went to, to DC, I think many of you have seen my video where I was in Freedom Plaza and speaking in, in DC when Tracy Beans was so amazing to, to have that march for us. And so I got to speak a, a couple times with uh, Dr. Corsi and thinking that he was legit. Well, realizing now, yeah, not so much. I mean, so it's really, really hard to discern who is the Patriot and who is not. And Q had said that. He said that there'll be a day when we will know who are true Patriots and who are only pretending to be. So it is not easy. Don't feel bad if you get fooled by some of these people because they're good at it. And how do you know when, when, I mean, how do you know that I'm a true Patriot, right? I, you know, it's, it's not easy. And so it's, we just have to keep pleading with the Lord to, to, to guide us into truth. And that's, I think you're really going to like some of the verses I bring out today uh, about that. Now I did see something weird and I wonder if anybody out there <laughs> could help me. I saw two planes like this go overhead and they were both over my house and they were both um, in they were two in formation. I thought that was interesting. They were like gray with red wingtips and of tail, red tail. And, uh, and they, but they had those big, twin engines uh so i thought hmm, what and i looked to see if i could find out what it was i thought maybe somebody who would uh would be able to help me now i'm going to go ahead and shout out to you guys uh revelation i love this book of revelation i'm telling you isn't it a great uh uh guide through this storm Woo! I'm telling you, if you haven't seen my Revelation summary, just please do it because it really helps you to put it together, uh, what's going on. Um, listen to this. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and free, every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come and who shall be able to stay in? Wow, I wonder if those planes were trying to make a clean getaway. I, well, I'll tell you one thing. I have done some of those awful, evil things, and I've seen people being, find out they're being executed. I would be like, get me on a plane. Get me somewhere, because I'm trying to get out of here before I, you know, I go down with the ship. Storm and I were talking about it. I don't know where you could hide on this earth. The earth has become a small place. I'm telling you, unless you are completely off the grid and don't ever go on the internet, don't have a phone, and really do literally get in a cave somewhere, I don't know where you could hide on this earth. So but the bottom line is the day of his wrath has come. The day of his wrath that these people, the beast and the false prophet and the harlot are being 
destroyed and dismantled and, and exposed and held to an account for their crimes against humanity. And they're freaking out. What a day. What a day it is that we are living in. I'm just... Still, I just can't even believe that we get to be a part of it and that we know because there's so many believers who don't even know what's going on. <sighs> and you try to tell them and you know how it is. Anyway, but just I'm so thankful. As Jesus said one time, he says, be thankful that your ears hear and your eyes see. I'm really thankful. All right. So I'm going to show you that actually something kind of cool. Um, that's my birthday. September 8th, 1984. Well, <laughs> Not really, because I'm like, you're not looking good if that was when you were born. That was when I received Christ. That was the day that I was born again. That was my birthday in Christ, September 8th, 1984. And that's tomorrow, right? So I wanted to, uh, so someone asked me, they wanted to uh, me to really make, make it clear how to receive Christ, how to make sure that they are good to go, right? That, um, that they're fine and they, they don't have anything to worry about. Well, I think that was a great question. And I would love the honor of being able to answer that question. Um, it's not going to be something that you can answer in 10 minutes or even in an hour. Um, it's, um, but I will do my best. So this is a great day for me. This is a, a, a day I celebrate actually every year. Um, and I had gone to church and I believed all the facts before that, but my heart was not connected to the Lord before that. This is the day that I surrendered. I just said, okay, I'm overdoing life my way. I'm done. And I'm going to do it your way. I repented of my own way of doing life, of uh, just anything that was not in accordance with his will. And I just relented. And then it was so amazing. The moment I did, I opened the word, I opened the Bible, and all of a sudden, it's just like the words jumped off the page. As, and I'm like, you're speaking straight to me. So that's my encouragement to you is I want you to hear his voice. Um, he says that, you know, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And so this is a beautiful thing. It's, it's a beautiful life. And I'm just I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. So I remember going to sleep that night and the next morning popping my eyes open and I just felt like, okay, was I serious? Did I really say what I said last night? Do I really, am I really ready to do this? And, you know, I didn't know what to expect to be the real deal. Okay. They're not just going to church and saying I'm a Christian or, you know, whatever, believing in God, but the real deal. And so I just said, it's go time. I just, because you know what? I felt like that butterfly, <laughs> that butterfly was so pretty with that little fluttering wings. And I felt like, like that fluttering wings, just that filled with uh, hope and joy and peace and, uh, just feeling good and uh, didn't want to go back to the, you know, just feeling shame and guilt anymore. And that's, what's the biggest thing is he does. He didn't come to condemn. He came to save and he doesn't want us to feel that guilt. He, you remember when Adam and Eve sinned, they immediately covered themselves with um, the fig leaves. And, you know, that's what these, these bad guys have done. They're trying to cover up their crimes with a thousand things. Oh, what a horrible way to live. What a horrible way to live. You know, whereas the other ones on uh, who were who were forgiven uh, at the State of the Union address, you know, they've they've 
admitted their crimes, they've admitted whatever they've done, they've turned state's evidence, and they have been washed. They've been cleansed. They've been forgiven. They've been, that stuff has been removed, so they don't bear the guilt of it. They don't bear the consequences of it. And so, you know, yes, there's certain consequences that are built into life, but at least you don't have that heavy one, right? And so you feel, you know, close to God. And that's the, that's the thing that I guess is the biggest thing is to know that he doesn't want you to feel far from him. And that's why he's made a way so that we would not feel far from him. And uh, I was like, where do I start to tell? I'm like, okay, just read the whole Bible, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a minute, right? So I'm going to guide you on a couple of things that I think you're really, um, that'll really be uh, helpful. This is a story um, where this man his a, in Philippi asked uh, Paul and Silas, how, what, what must I do to be saved? Well, how do you even know to ask this question? You know, all he knew was these people were in prison. They were, had been beaten half to death and they're in there singing and giving praise to God. And he's probably scratching his head like, what is the deal with these people? And so he's realizing that he doesn't have that joy and he's not in prison. He hasn't been beaten and they're happier than he is. So what's up with that? Right? So he's, what he's saying, I want to be like you. I want to be set free from this burden that I'm always under. And he was, you know, he's a, he's a jailer and he knew that if he let these guys go and if they got they so basically what had happened was there was, had been an, um, an earthquake and, you know, they could have been gone. He's fixing to kill himself because he's afraid they're gone. And he's like, I don't want the Romans to get a hold of me. So he is, he realizes he's under so much oppression by these people. He said, what can I do to be like you? So I'm not under that oppression. And so he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So he's saying, look, you put your trust in him. You believe on him. You put your confidence in him. You sur surrender to him. You give your life to him and you will be rescued. You will be, it's not about being saved and getting a, a get out of jail free, get out of hell free card, <laughs> like on Monopoly or being, uh, you know, just, just not ha having, um, having to worry about hell. It's that eternal life starts that moment you put your faith in him. That very moment you've passed, the Bible says, from death into life. It's so beautiful. So yeah, so that very hour, it says they, they took him that hour and uh, they, he washed, he, uh, the jailer washed their stripes because they were in jail. They hadn't even had their uh, all that they'd been beaten, you know, uh, cleansed and, and, and doctored, right? And immediately his whole family and they were all baptized. Now, when he brought them into his house, he set food before them and they rejoiced having believed in God with his whole household. So that was, it was because of this man uh, in Philippi, which is, which is, um, kind of like in Macedonia, Northern Greece. So because of him, that's why, the, the, that was like one of the first churches that were started. Isn't that cool? Uh, in, in, um, in Europe. All right, so that's one of the things. You believe on him. It's, and the biggest thing I want you to know is you, it's, you don't have to do anything to receive. You don't have to, it's for free gift. I want to actually, let me take you real quick to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Um, and you... He has quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. This is the King James. Uh, quicken means um, make the other verses, versions say you he made alive. You he made alive. You were dead and he met you he made alive. Uh, it's like, I think of it like a, like a lawnmower. <laughs> he just pulls that cord, right? <laughs> and so you're alive to God now. Like I, that night when 
I received Christ September 8th, uh, September 8th, 1984. All of a sudden I'm alive to God and I'm like alive. I feel alive. It's amazing. I'm like, I don't want to go back to feeling dead anymore. And so, yeah, that you were, he quickened you. He touched you. Imagine if he, like that picture of, of, of the Lord touching Adam, you know, with the thing that he touches your spirit and you come alive. And this is what happens, okay? Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we had our conversation, our lifestyles, right? In times past, in the lust of the flesh. But that was our old life. That's the way we lived before. According to whatever was the the, the motives and the, whatever the, the enemy wanted to in, get us into, that's the way we lived before. And, you know, that was our, you know, our times past, the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, even as the others. So that's the way our life was before. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. He says, I don't want you to be like that. I don't want you to be dead. I want to make you alive. I don't want you to be far from me. I want you to be close to me. By grace, you are saved. It's, he is so gracious. He's just filled with grace. He's wanting good for us. He, like, like Hugh says, he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. You know, he just wants, he wants good for us. He wants good for, he wants better for us than we want for ourselves, right? So isn't that a beautiful thing? So this is actually in Ephesians chapter two. So he has raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ in that, that in the ages to come. So we imagine yourself that you sit with him in the heavenly places that we're looking down on all this stuff. Basically you're living above it all basically. Um, and the ages to come, listen to that that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. All the blessings are in Christ. And once we're in Christ, just the, it's like the big bucket. There's the blessings pour in and pour in and pour in. And everything is because of Christ. In and of ourselves, we deserve punishment. We've, you know, we've all done things that the law of God says, you got to pay for that. And you got to pay for that. And you got to pay for that. It's just, there's, the law of God. It's the law of nature that he has established in this earth that we do things that, that destroy us. Hatred and, you know, enmity against God and enmity against man and, and, and just the selfishness of just wanting our way instead of his way or, you know, to, to, to serve our neighbor, or, you know, just all that he says, thou, thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not bear false witness, and thou shalt honor the, the Lord your God, right? All the commandments. So it says in the ages to come, this, this age that he, they were entering in right then was the age of Pisces. And right now we're entering the age of Aquarius. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So we are coming into this new age where we will be shown the riches, exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And then after that, there's going to be another age. And then after that, there's going to be another age and just ages and ages and ages to come that we see all the pouring in of God's riches 
poured on us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you are saved through faith. You are rescued. You are made alive. You are brought back into the fold, into God's, in a, in a relationship with him. By grace, you know, he does not have to do this. He, does, he could have been like, washing my hands, that you're on your own, that you're, that's your own problem, whatever. And to be honest, how many times have we done that with people, right? But the Lord said, anyone, anyone who wants to receive, come drink of the waters and come on, come on home, right? It's amazing. Grace, just grace, amazing grace, right? Are you saved through faith? And that, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Even the very ability to receive it is a gift of God. It's his touch on your life. It's a gift. It's a gift. Less, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not me like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm a good person and so God will have grace on me. No, he's like, he just pours grace on, like it says, even when we were dead in sins, he had grace on us. There's nothing to boast about, nothing except I'll boast in that the Lord loves me and gave himself for me and, and, and poured out his grace on me, right? So we're his workmanship in Christ, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in. So he has a whole new world for us to walk in, a whole new life for us to walk in. So he has, he's making a masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. And, and part of what you're doing in this, the, this fight is part of this weaving of this masterpiece, uh, this uh, beautiful artwork that he is doing in you. He's created you for good works, for good things that he has for you. Great purpose in this life. Isn't that awesome? Now, some of you might say, well, okay, what is the gospel? And how do you know that any of this is true? So let me take you, okay, but that other one was Ephesians chapter two. Now this is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Corinth is, uh, is, a, little t is a little city, um, it, like south east of um of athens okay and so it was a major uh place that they would go through they would uh major hub uh that people would go through uh instead of going around uh all those islands in southern greece they would actually go through corinth and so this is where paul was for uh, two or three years he was in corinth and so pff, i'm telling you the people of corinth were doing some bad stuff because they had all these pagan temples right and so he goes and lives there and he is trying to help these people come out of this stuff so when you read the book of first corinthians and second corinthians they've got some serious issues you're they're dealing with so here's what paul said is the gospel moreover brethren i declare to you the gospel which i preach to you gospel just means good news <laughs> ready i think that's one of the reasons you guys are here is because you love hearing good news instead of all this negative stuff uh the good news which i preached to you which also you received and in which you stand by which also you are saved if you hold fast that word which i preached to you unless you believed in vain have you just are you just doing a fake because if you're fake, then that's not going to help at all. We certainly don't want to be fake because that's, you know, you can fool everybody in the whole wide world, but you cannot fool, fool the Lord. And there's just no reason. <laughs> there's just no reason to try to fool anybody. He says, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. So Paul is saying that I received this. And so I'm just passing it along that Christ 
died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's the first thing you have to know is that he died not for his own sins, but for ours as in, in, a, in a substitute. So he took our place. We take his place of blessing. He takes our pay, place of punishment. It's amazing. It's not fair <laughs> at all, but he says, I'll be glad to do it. It's amazing. It's, it's, we, we will, that's why we will worship him forever. And anyone who uh, you know, tries <laughs> to take Jesus away from us, we're like, no, there's nothing. I can, turn, I can turn loose of everything in the whole wide world, but not for Jesus, right? That he died for our sins, according to the scriptures. I don't want to have to pay for my own sins. I have to pay forever. <laughs> and some people are like, well, you don't look like you've done any of that bad stuff. You know what? Every sin deserves eternal separation from God. I can't afford it. I can't afford to have to pay for that. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So the point about him rising from the dead, a lot of people have died. Not that many people have arisen from the dead. He said he was going to do that. He says, you kill this body, and I will raise it three days later. Who can do that? You're going to try it? <laughs> I'm not going to because he is life. He had no sin on him. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So he had no sin. So he was not, he didn't have to stay dead. He could come alive. And because he has arisen, he can also raise us. You see the point? You see how huge this is? This is, a, <laughs> this is why we hold on to Jesus. You know, you've got a lot of people who've been teaching all and, and claiming this and claiming that. And you got Buddha and Confucius and Muhammad and all these. You got somebody who was raised from the dead. If your guy's not raised from the dead, you know, never mind. I'll go with Jesus, who is alive, who rose from the dead. How amazing is that? So um, now the next thing is I want you to see the amazing blessing that the Lord has for us. I'm, I've put in, uh, in Romans chapter three, side by side for you to be able to see that you are, when you put your faith in Christ, just like that Philippian jailer, that you are made righteous in God's sight. Not just that you're a good person, like what we humanly think of, but I'm talking about righteous in God's sight. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter six, that angels surround him continuously and these holy angels cover their faces they cover their feet they stay they're flying with two wings. this the seraphim have six wings and they cannot even look upon the lord because he is so holy the bible says that they cry out daily holy 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 you know when we you know you, you might get you know a ticket from driving and you're like oh you're, you maybe you're, you get butterflies and you're nervous about going to stand before a judge or going before you know uh uh someone who's very important imagine that times about a billion about going to stand before the lord and that you realize you've done things that have broken his law you have to know that you are acceptable in his sight. How in the world can you be acceptable in his sight? Here's how. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Because I can't 
lived the perfect life. I haven't. You haven't. None of us have, except the Lord Jesus. The righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, like the Old Testament, okay? The, he's, he's, he's saying everybody in the whole Old Testament recognized this. This is all, they've, been, they've witnessed this. They're, they're a witness to this is the, how you get righteous with God. Even the righteousness of, righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But they're justified freely by his grace, right? I was talking about this huge grace being poured on us. We're justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to stop right there because... Some of these big words, you might go, well, I don't even understand these words. Don't pass them by because it's important that you understand what you're reading. So we're justified. What does that mean? Justified means that you're not guilty. You're proclaimed not guilty, exonerated, pardoned, okay? No more does this, can anyone hold you accountable for what you've done, okay? Being justified freely, not because of what you've done, what Christ has done, okay? Freely, not a free gift by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. To be redeemed is to be bought back. If you had been a slave back in the, in the Civil War days, someone could actually go and redeem you and say, okay, no more. You're going to be owned by that person. I'm going to buy you and set you free, okay? So, Basically, what the Bible says is that the enemy has owned us. We sold our souls, basically. And the enemy was like, they're mine. Jesus says, I'm going to buy them back. I'm going to redeem them. Okay? This amazing redemption that is in Christ Jesus, only he can buy us with his own blood. How amazing is that? Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood. Oh my goodness, I don't think you've probably used the word propitiation this week or maybe in your whole lifetime. What in the world is propitiation? A propitiation is an atoning sacrifice. What in the world is that? Okay, let's go back all the way to Adam and Eve. Remember they put those fig leaves on, right? And these fig leaves are not going to work. That can't cover your sin. They are going to crumble. Anything that we try to do, do a bunch of good things, that can't wash away the sin. I can't go standing before God and say, well, I gave money to the poor. That's not going to take away the things that I've done wrong. So he says, here's how you're going to come back into relationship with me. The, the fig leaves are not going to work. So now he took a lamb. Nothing had ever died. He took a lamb. He says, put your hands on the head of this lamb. And he did, they did, and they, he cut the throat of the lamb and the blood poured out. So now they have to see this lamb die right there in front of them. Nothing had ever died before. They didn't know what it meant to die. So now this lamb has died and the Lord takes the skin. The Bible says that he took the skin of the lamb and made clothing for them, a covering for them. We have to have a covering our sins okay so every time they would put on their clothing they would remember that it was because of them that the lamb had died so that's now you know why jesus is called the lamb of god he is the lamb of god because the bible says in hebrews that the blood of bulls and goats can't really take away sins but they use that as a picture abraham sacrificed a, 
a ram because he was recognizing that he needed a savior. He needed someone to take the punishment that he deserved. And he didn't understand exactly how that was going to work out. But that is a critical piece to recognize that I can't wash away my sins, but Jesus can. And his blood can wash it away. His, his blood is atoning. His blood brings me back at one with God because God can't, he's not going to say, well, that wasn't enough to pay for your sin. Yes, the blood of Christ was enough to pay for my sin and your sin and for the sins of all the world so that we no longer have not only this guilt on us that we can just walk out of that shame and go, I'm, I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I don't have anything on me. Isn't that great? So let's go back and read it again. Being justified, made perfect in God's sight freely by his pouring out of his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation or an atoning sacrifice by his blood through faith. You don't get, you don't buy it. You don't get it by doing a bunch of good stuff. It's by faith, by receiving it by faith to demonstrate his righteousness. God is righteous. He can't just go, oh, well, I'll just let you in. He is righteous. We can't have it where the, there's not justice. There has to be justice. And that's what we're working toward in our country, that there'll be justice in our country. And the Lord has certainly justice in his courts. That's the only way it's, it's going to work. The whole thing, if, if not, the whole thing breaks down. We can't just go, oh, well, I know all these bad things that you guys have done and we're going to let you go. And it's it, just forget about it. No, we cannot. We cannot pretend like it wasn't a big deal because it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a big, big problem. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate that at the present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So he found a way to righteously make, forgive us of our sins. And it's because someone has paid. It's not like that we just said, forget it. Someone paid the price. Someone was punished in our place. That's what they call substitutionary atonement. He, uh, we took his place and he took our place. So that's in Second Corinthians, I think, 521. Uh, you can read more about that. So I know our, I'm going to make this video way too long if I'm going to talk about it all day long. I'm going to read it, though, to you in this, uh, this version here. I think this is the New Living Translation. So, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ Jesus, in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely made us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God wasn't being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Now, I hope that makes sense. You might want to go back and listen to it uh, again and uh, and. And if you have any questions, you should just comment below and I'll try to answer. Um, but I don't want to make this video too long. Now, 
my problem was when I was growing up, I thought that I just fit, basically had to have a mental assent to this fact. Because when I walked down the aisle at the church where I grew up, they said, do you believe this? I said, yes. I believe that. I believe that Jesus is this is God in the flesh. I believe that he died for my sins. I believe it. The problem was it was not saving faith because saving faith is mixed with obedience and repentance. And I didn't really understand that. And I didn't understand I was not it really wasn't a matter of understanding. I just, I had not had a heart change, a transformation. I was not at a point where I was willing to, to turn loose of my, my ways. I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted to be able to be, get out of hell free card, right? Saved and going to heaven, but just live it however I please. Well, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. If that's what you're thinking, that's not the way it works in the Bible. It just is not. So this is what the Lord told to Nicodemus when he came to him this one night. Um, Nicodemus was a religious leader and he came to Jesus on the down low because he didn't want anybody else to find out. This is John chapter three. He was just kind of wanting to see, uh, ask some questions of Jesus, but he didn't want any of his homeboys to know that he was over there talking to Jesus. So it says uh, in verse two, verse two one, after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. So all of the Pharisees have been talking amongst themselves. They're like, well, he certainly must be from God because look at everything he can do. <laughs> Make the blind to see and the lame to walk and the deaf to hear and feed the 5,000 with two loaves of fish and bread and whatever. Pretty amazing stuff. So Jesus replied. He didn't even talk to him about proven who he was, whatever. He wasn't, he's not aware about that. He gets right to the point, right to the point. He says, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that was my problem as a child. I wasn't born again. I believed certain facts. That's not what he's talking about. That's not saving faith. That is a mental ascent. Well, the Bible says that the demons believe that they know that's true. What was so big deal? He says, unless you're born again, and so you can't even see the kingdom of God. Can't even see this. What do you mean? Explained Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? <laughs> he certainly didn't understand. Of course, you know, we're reading this 2000 years later and how many times have we heard this story, but he's like, how are you going to go back in your mother's womb? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can produce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Remember how I was talking about the touch of God and touching your, your spirit and making you alive, right? Remember from Ephesians chapter two, I think it was. Um, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. The spirit of the Lord speaks to someone and changes their heart, changes their mind, turns them from darkness to light, changes them from wanting to sin to wanting to live a life of walking with God and, and, and doing living righteously. This is the spirit of God. Being willing to be beaten like Paul was and Silas in the prison. No one's going to do that except by the spirit of God, you know, and, and love when they're treated so badly, like our Lord Jesus on the cross, when he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So 
Nicodemus is very confused. How can these things be possible? The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. So even though I know this has happened to me, this happened to me September 8th, 1984, I really, I can't explain it exactly. I can't make it happen. I can pray. I can ask as, as, uh, as uh, Ezekiel was told, speak to the wind, speak to the spirit of God, come breathe on these slain. And that's what I do. I pray Lord, come and breathe on these slain. Breathe your spirit into them like the wind that blows through the trees you can't see. And so this is, this is happening in our world that people are awakening. They're awakening to truth and, and I believe awakening to God and awakening to his spirit and, and, and walking in obedience to him and, and, and walking in a living, vital relationship with him. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing, but you can't tell where it's going or where it's coming from. This is the spirit of God. We are we are shut up to his his plan his way his timing i can't do a thing about it except i can pray and i can speak but as far as there's someone being regenerated and for that more <laughs> i can't do that only he can do such a thing as that so this is the same passage i'm not going to read any more of that but i wanted you to hear this is a miracle and it's a it's a, by the spirit of god so let's um if you just like the old song, there was this old song, um, Do Not Pass Me By. That's a song that they sing in the the, the, the African-American church. They sing this spiritual song. It says, while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Really like that song. It's just this humble attitude of, Lord, I don't want to be left out of this. I want your spirit to to call upon me don't pass me by don't go to the next tree i want you to come and make me alive so if you are concerned about whether you are truly alive to god you just talk to him i'm just a lady with a youtube site you have to go to him directly you don't go through me you don't go through a priest you don't go through anybody you receive the truth and you go straight to him and say lord come and Come and make me alive. I want to be saved like Paul and Silas. I want to be rescued. I want to have a living, vital relationship with you. I want to know what it, that I am uh, good with you. I want to know that my sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus, right? So this is what he said. But this is the famous passage right down here, uh, John three sixteen. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, his only begotten son, one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, that was already done, but to save the world through him. Isn't that great? There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. There's no more judgment. The judgment's already passed. Jesus already took the judgment, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. There's an escape hatch <laughs> and you got to take it. And like those guys on the, on, um, uh, at the, the state of the union, there was a chance for them to escape judgment and they took it. That half of that room were cheering. They took it. 
The other ones did not. Oh, how dumb is that? So in the same way, this is free forgiveness for anyone, whatever we've done, anything. The guy on the cross next to Jesus, he didn't have time to be baptized. He didn't have time to do, live a whole new life. But Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He put his faith in him. And I will say that he was probably caught a lot of flack from his, uh, from the people there. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. I do not care. I don't care. I know that this man, this is, this is the savior of the world. I know that he may not, he may be on the cross. He's still a savior of the world. How, how amazing is that? There's just some saving faith right there. Um, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, but their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see what, the, what they're doing. I'm sorry, let's see that they are doing what God wants. So, you know, whenever, sometimes it's embarrassing to admit things we've done wrong. Sometimes it's, you know, you don't even want to admit it to yourself, much less to God. And so the great thing is we've come to the light. You accept the, <laughs> the whatever you've got to accept, the consequences, and, uh, and receive the forgiveness that's in Christ. That humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying, I need the blood of Christ. I just, I need it. There are others who say, I don't care. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm fine. And so, yeah, see how that works out for you before the Lord. I'm not playing any of that. So they go, they refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. And a big part of it is because they refuse to repent. They refuse to turn loose of it. Now, my encouragement to you is, is the Bible says that his commandments are not burdensome. None of the, and it's true. It's, it makes you feel better and instead of worse. And that's a, don't, don't listen to the enemy's lies. Now, this is in first John chapter two. I love first John because it is so helpful. So you can understand how to know if you truly have passed from death into life. If you truly have been born again, it's a great book to help you go. Okay. Am I, is this my new life? Is this who I am now? And then if, if so, then you know that you're good to go. Okay. So it's a good thing for you to read. Um, just watching this video is not going to be enough. <laughs> you're going to have to seek the Lord. Just like that song. He, uh, the Bible says uh, in first John two, two, he himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins and not only for our sins, but for the sins of all the world, people in China, people in Japan, people in Africa, people in South America, everywhere. And we can be sure that we know in him, if we obey his commandments, let me read that again. We can be sure that we know him. If we obey his commandments, if someone claims I know God, but he doesn't obey God's commandment, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in him should live their lives as Jesus did. Very simple, very simple. If we are obeying him, then that means we love him. That we, means that we pass from death to life. You. You got to be sure. You got to be sure. Um, it's funny because some people are have a very tender conscience. They're like, "Oh, I did something wrong, and I'm, I'm no, I'm going to be in big trouble." For those, I would say, look to Christ. Look to His death on the cross. He died for you. He, His blood can cover any of it. There are others who are like, "I'm a, I did perfect. I didn't do anything wrong." I'd be like, "Maybe you need to check it." It's just get really honest before the Lord because there's just no reason to play a game. 
there's just no reason. <laughs> don't play with this. This is You can play with a lot of stuff. Don't play this. Look at this. If anyone claims I'm living in the light, but he hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in the darkness. Do you have hate in your heart for somebody? You're still living in the darkness. I didn't write it, y'all. <laughs> I'm just reading it to you. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. Anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in the darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. So, you know, does that mean we hate when we are expecting these people to be judged and punished for their sins? It's not the kind of hate he's talking about. This, And even the Lord says that, that there are certain things that he hates. He hates this sin and he is going to bring judgment on this, on this evil uh, that we know we've learned about. So the issue is, are you wishing for their destruction or would you, would you love it if they would repent? It would be wonderful if they would repent and turn to the Lord. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you're wanting them rather than repent, you rather than burn in hell, that's a big problem. I would say, check it, check it before. Yeah, that's, that's not that. That's not cool. That's not cool. So you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. This is verse 24. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the son and with the father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life. He promises this, the Bible says is eternal life to know him. That is eternal life. Eternal life doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts when you believe. I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. Just so just as he has taught you remain in fellowship with Christ. That's the only way. Remember how, how many times have I told you guys, I'm begging Lord, teach me help explain these things to me. And yes, some of these things are still obscure. Some of these things are have, because they've been hidden from us and there's so much deception and we're all coming out of it. But the point is as he he will guide us into, into all truth by his spirit, okay? And you don't need to listen to Fox News or mainstream media or Alex Jones or me or anyone. You go to the spirit of the Lord and beg him to, to, to guide you into truth. Whether Whoever is speaking it, that he will help you to know which way, which one you know, is true. Or none of it's true. <laughs> He'll just teach you. All right, uh, let's go to John, 1 John chapter 3. This whole book, this whole letter from John is so great. So just, you know, I would encourage you to read every little bit of it multiple times. You can go on BibleGateway.com and you can actually listen to it. It's terrific. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. So this is the thing. If the spirit of the God coast comes to live within you, the Holy Spirit, light and darkness can't live in the same place. It just won't. It just can't. So you'll have to come into alignment with him. And that's the thing. Are you humbling yourself before him and saying, I'm coming into alignment with you? Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who've been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. 
maybe for a while, you, but it's just going to bug you so much. You're like, okay, I'm not doing that. I just can't do it because I just, it just can't do it. Okay. That's how you know that the spirit of God is dwelling within you. So now we can tell that we are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. You see how, what I mean about first John, he don't play. First John is great. He does not pull any punches. This was John writing on from the island of Patmos uh, when he was exiled there. And so he is right. He wrote this and thank, thank you, Lord, that we got to have it. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we've passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? You see how it, he's talking about rubber meeting the road. You can say all day long you love somebody, but if you're not willing to do something for someone, that's a big problem. So I hope you will read First John. I think it will help you uh, to and, and just read it with a heart open to the Lord. Say, Lord, I just need you to reveal to me what's really going on and, and help me to know if I'm truly in, in union with you. And if not, I need you to straighten this out because I, I want to be ready at all times. So if um, there's another page here, I hope you'll enjoy. It's uh, Reach a Life Today. There's a lot of great writings on here. I hope you will, uh, you will, look at and enjoy and um uh and also how you can help to reach others with god's love so i hope that that was helpful i hope that you enjoyed it i hope that you will um uh take time to to um to 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 seek the lord to to study those passages and to call upon him and and to get to get with him because uh only he it's just between you and him um, one other thing that you might like on Reach of Life today is there's a, there's a book that was written, um, it's called The Miracle Man. So you can download that because it helps you to see others who came to know him and how, had a living, vital relationship with him. So let's go ahead and, and, and pray, and then I'll have to let you guys go. So thank you, Lord. Thank you that your promises are yea and amen. And we love your word, and we know that you've promised these things to us. And we don't have to worry because, Jesus, you came to wash away our sins. So we can have that absolutely for free. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come and you reveal these things to us and that you uh, help us to live this, this new life. And we thank you, Lord, that you... Um, that uh, it's not a matter of uh, of us living this perfect life because none of us have. But you, but Jesus, your life, you live the perfect life in our place, and that you rose. And because you rose, we know that that you fulfilled everything that you needed to fulfill for us and that you will one day raise us. And we see even now as we're looking around and all the things that are happening in the world, we see even now that you are fulfilling your promises. Every bit of your word is going to be fulfilled. So again, we lift up every person that we want every person to come to know you, every person to repent, every person to turn back to you, but that there will be justice in this earth and righteousness and peace in this earth. We give you praise, Jesus. In your great name we pray. Amen. All right. One other quick thing. I wanted to say this because I know this is going to be a question. Um, baptism. Is baptism required? Well, the, the thief on the cross did not have time to be baptized, right? I want you to understand. Baptism is a symbol. You see this ring? This is a symbol that I'm married to Mr. Wonderful, right? 
it won't go on my finger. Ever since I hurt my finger, remember how a few weeks ago, the, those of you who've been uh, on my channel for a while, I hurt my finger really bad. It still won't go straight. It's still not right. And I can't get my ring on. Does that mean I'm not married to Mr. Wonderful? No. It is just a symbol uh, that, that we are married, right? And so baptism is a symbol like this ring. It's a symbol that you are married to Christ. And so the beautiful thing I like, you know, I, I love the, the, the symbol of, of the children being baptized as a covenant that they are sprinkled and and that they are in the covenant family even from uh from childhood just as in the old testament they were uh circumcised now they are baptized and brought into the family that's terrific um i also love the symbol of of going under the water and coming out and because that is a symbol of that it's a uh that that old person is gone and the new person has come to life, just like where Nicodemus was born again. So that's the picture of baptism is not just about uh, that you, if you don't aren't baptized, then you aren't going to heaven. It, that's not what it's about. It's a picture that that old person is gone and that this is a new person in Christ. So I hope that that is helpful for you. Um, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that on another video. So anyway, whatever questions you might have about what I've talked about today, just put down, put them in the comments below and don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And, um, and, uh, I will talk to you guys on the next video. Have a great day.